beloved of God, welcome to Breaking Open the Word, the Sunday edition of the God Minute. I'm Father Michael. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful Sunday morning during the Easter season. Now on this fourth Sunday of Easter, often referred to as Good Shepherd Sunday, the gospel reading chosen for us today is taken from the 10th chapter of John's Gospel, verses 1 through 10. So let's place ourselves in the presence of the Lord and open our hearts and our ears to hear the Lord speak his word to us. Jesus said, Amen, amen, I say to you. Whoever does not enter a sheepfold through the gate, but climbs over elsewhere, is a thief and a robber. But whoever enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice, as the shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out, all his own. He walks ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. But they will not follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they do not recognize the voice of strangers. Although Jesus used this figure of speech, the Pharisees did not realize what he was trying to tell them. So Jesus said again, Amen. Amen. I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and slaughter and destroy. I came so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A newly ordained priest was given the task of taking the religious education class with the little children of the parish. He decided to talk to them about the 23rd Psalm. He told the children about sheep and how they weren't very smart and needed lots of guidance, and that a shepherd's job was to stay close to the sheep, protect them from wild animals, and keep them from wandering off and doing dumb things that would get them hurt or killed. He pointed to the little children in the room and said that they were the sheep and needed lots of guidance. Then the priest put his hands out to his side, palms up in a dramatic gesture, and he raised his eyebrows and said to the children, if you are the sheep, then who is the shepherd? He was pretty obviously indicating himself. A silence of a few seconds followed. Then a young boy said, Jesus, Jesus is the shepherd. The young priest, obviously caught by surprise, said to the boy, well then, who am I? 
The little boy frowned thoughtfully and then said with a shrug, I guess you must be a sheepdog. <laughs> oh my goodness. Out of the mouths of babes. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Now take a moment to absorb that statement from Jesus. I have come that you... The promise of the Lord is that he who is the good shepherd comes into our life, takes upon himself the flesh of humankind, and walks among us to teach us how to live and how to love. Then he takes upon himself the sins of the whole world and dies upon the cross so that we might have an abundant life filled with everything we need to live as disciples of Jesus Christ. For some reason, people do not want to accept the gospel. Some will say that the church is just a list of do's and don'ts. They don't want to be forced to live the rules and regulations of the church or even the Bible. They want to make their own decisions. After all, life is a banquet, all about having fun and enjoying yourself. Going to church on Sunday instead of going to the football game? Not fun. Reading the Bible in the morning when you can sleep in? Not fun. Giving your hard-earned and desperately needed income to the church? Not fun. Let's face it, Catholics are often seen as living boring, restricted lives. It seems like it would be best to live the way we want to live here on earth. Worry about heaven later. Whether spoken or unspoken, many people hold this kind of view. But is living a life according to God's plan really boring? Does God just want us to trudge through our existence on this earth until we get to the really exciting stuff of heaven? Jesus says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. God wants us to have a meaningful and abundant life. Well, what does an abundant life in Christ include? Well, in addition to everlasting life, spending eternity with God after this earthly life, we can be certain that every grace and blessing from the Lord is available to us who pursue a life in Christ. Following his example and seeking to live with the faith and the love for a brother or sister or even a stranger as Christ taught us, well, that's the way to experience abundance. From the time of the first sin of Adam and Eve until now, there is a void in the hearts of people. We try desperately to fill this void, to make some meaning out of the chaos around us. We think things like money, wealth, pleasure, achievement, drugs, sex, and even being a bully at times are the answer to what we seek. The problem with all of these solutions, as people see them, 
or quick fixes as I like to call them, is that they're just that, quick responses that do not last and never bring us the true happiness we seek. These quick fixes fail because we know there is something more. There has to be more meaning in this life than this. The good news, beloved of God, is that there is more. If we trust in Christ, he restores our relationship with God. He fills the void in our hearts. He is the bread of life who is with us constantly, fulfilling our hunger, just as he promised. He gives us peace. He gives us joy. He gives us purpose. This is not just an abstract concept, but a very real change that will affect our lives to the very core. The life of a true follower of the Good Shepherd is not boring or drab at all. It's exciting. It's living the life for and with others. Every day we celebrate God's goodness in our lives and take on an attitude of gratitude for all he's done for us and is doing in our life now. We enjoy all of the blessings he has given us. We seek to imitate him by being good shepherds ourselves in our daily lives, leading others who are lost back into the sheepfold. Most especially, we glory in the truth of freedom we experience by living our lives with purpose and meaning instead of chasing after things that only drain us of energy, love, and peace. This, my beloved brothers and sisters, is what it means to have an abundant life in Christ. A life full of love, freedom, joy, peace, and his ever presence every moment of every day in this life and in the next. So let's continue to pray for each other with an abundant love. Pray that all of us can be an outstanding witness to our faith. Ask God to help us to choose him first above all things in our lives so that we too might experience fully God's abundant life. Above all, beloved of God, remember, you are God's chosen ones, beloved and holy. So take good care of yourself and one another. And by God's grace, we'll see it tomorrow. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God bless. You know, traditionally in the Catholic Church, May is the month of our Blessed Mother Mary. And this Marian month celebrates the Blessed Mother in a big way. Parishes and families often join together in a procession and pray the rosary or have some other Marian devotion. And it usually ends up by crowning a statue of our Blessed Mother with flowers. Now, since we can't all be together for uh, a Marian procession as a God Minute community, we want to invite you to crown a Mary statue or photo in your own home or yard. So tomorrow, Monday, we're all going to crown our statues or photos of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And then we're inviting all of you to take a picture of it and then send it to our website. And 
and then it'll be put into a video and shared with us on next Saturday, the first Saturday of May. Once again, God bless you, my brothers and sisters, and thank you for participating in our Marian devotion.